I get gloomy with the state of the world, I'd like to think about the arrivals gate at Belfast International Airport. But unfortunately, my parents would never pay the long-term parking fee to greet me at the other side. But I do find love in the Giants cosplay advertisements accompanied with the Funicab men awaiting their passengers and my routine search for Alex Deanson or Adam McCloyd still working at the Europe car desk. So if you really look for it, I've got a sneaky feeling that love actually is in Northern Ireland. I feel it in my fingers I feel it in my toes I have been waiting weeks to write that intro and if you haven't had your annual fix of love actually yet then tonight is the final night you possibly can. This episode is going to be an emotional one for me because while some may say that the pandemic is the greatest tragedy to come out of 2020 the greatest tragedy for me this year was losing my wonderful short-term housemate to Denmark. And by housemate, what I really mean is my official head of catering. During the June lockdown, we debated some heavily contentious issues within the film sphere, such as which film reigns supreme, cheaper by the dozen one or cheaper by the dozen two, and other highly controversial topics such as is it socially acceptable to watch the Harry Potter film series in a non-chronological order? When not in lockdown, Saoirse Burke is whining and dining in high-class establishments, eating peanut butter by the caseloads, and being surrounded by her nearest and dearest. Big Saoirse Bay, the most professional waitress I know, and the only person that could possibly give Odalengi a run for his money. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on the UK's hottest podcast and imminently Denmark's hottest podcast. How are you? I'm good. What a lovely introduction, Claire. <laughs> um, and I didn't even write it myself. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and it was still nice, lovely. I'm good. I'm having little Christmassy times here in Denmark. Great. Anyone wants to send me presents or cards, yeah. well wishes, feel free. Yeah. Um, I believe you are the first international guest that I've managed to persuade on to speak with me. And it did take some persuading. Yeah, but you know what? It's going to be an absolute treat for everyone's ears. Um, how are the minks doing in Denmark? Well, there aren't any minks in Denmark anymore. Uh, the mink genocide took place a few weeks ago. Okay. Uh, but I guess now the big news, well, the most recent big news about the minks was the resurfacing of their corpses um oh if you want to talk about it more we can but I don't think it's very festive no it's not really the ethos of the podcast either dead minks aren't really my brand but mm. I'm glad that they're yeah don't really know what to say no I feel a bit awkward I mean the UK is to... really taking the heat off the minks starting yeah. a new virus the UK is really like taking that baton and run with it so no one's really caring about the minks anymore yeah, and I'm very glad that you decided not to come for Christmas instead of the decision being made for you, like many people in the UK at the minute. Um, yeah, I'm in charge of my own life. Yeah, well done, you. Um, are you enjoying the great Scandi life? Yeah, I mean, it's great. I live in a completely empty apartment on my own, right. and people keep saying when I say, like, oh, I've got no furniture, they're like, oh, it's Scandi chic. And I'm like, no, more like I've Cheap. just been robbed. Skint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but like, it really reminds me of that episode of Friends, where all they've got oh, is a boat. boat. You could yeah. get a boat. I could get a boat. Yeah, rowing boats, I'm sure there's loads going on eBay. They'll really spice up the apartment. And the Echo yeah. might turn out the Echo. 
Is the echo still happening in here? No, no, luckily no echo at the minute, but any other time, FaceTime you, I get a little Well, I've echo. gone into the room, with, well, basically my bedroom that has cushions in it. Ah, great, drawing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, is there much difference between Scandinavian life and London life? Um, actually, I had a bit of a mare today. I already mentioned it to you, but I'll, I'll let the viewers in mm. on it. I'm in charge of desserts for Christmas Day. A lot of pressure, Yeah. Um, obviously. Uh, you can't get double cream in Denmark. If there's any Danish listeners that can correct me on this, I went to three supermarkets today and I was very frustrated. Can't get double cream in Denmark. Doesn't exist. I'd be very impressed if we had any Danish listeners, but um, hopefully in the next 48 hours, yeah, will pull it through for you. Me to some. Yeah. Well, Sorcia, it's a, it's a film podcast. You're actually the creative director of the podcast because you came up with the logo never forget that's true that's true I have been involved for a long time now yeah you're, you're Probably the more significantly than you actually yeah I it's all about branding I'm yeah. just a voice mm-hmm. um have you been watching many films okay so actually I watched a film the other day which was like my first time watching uh, a, a film I hadn't seen before while I've been in Denmark I oh. believe I watched Sea of the Last Dance oh is that a basketball film uh, it's not actually no. Oh. Um, you're thinking of something with a similar title, which I kind of know what you're thinking of, but I don't. Okay. Um, no, it's called Sea of the Last Dance, and yeah, I think it would have been cancelled in 2020, but no one's gotten uh, there yet. It'll just take someone with influence to watch it again and be like, oh. This, and then get on Twitter and then cancel it. So that's good. So you passed the first. Have you ever seen a film test? Which I have to ask all the viewers because you need mm-hmm. a baseline kind of foundational knowledge on films. Um, but you're you seem quite chipper in lockdown, which is good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't got COVID, so yeah. That's I'm. I'm also someone that hasn't had COVID. I'm not a survivor. I'm just passing through. Mm-hmm. So. We shall see. Um, so obviously you had the great honour of isolating with me during the hellish, tropical, deathly warm summer in London. Yeah, wouldn't I'm going to say I'm not that chipper. I'm not as chipper as I was back then. Those were the days. Um, wouldn't you agree that I'm so calm and zen while working from home? I've never met someone that was as happy to work from home as you were, Claire. A positive energy on the house, a joy to wake up to every day. And an all-round good experience. It was an all-round good experience, though, let's be honest. You just never knew what mood I was going to be in. Oh, it yeah, was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you were unable to isolate with me again, because obviously that would be your first choice of someone to isolate with, which fictional film character or actor would you like to isolate with? Okay, so you asked me to think about this, and I didn't want to think about it too hard because I thought like yeah. there's so many there's so many great fake people mm-hmm, um you know when they're not real they can be flawless essentially mm-hmm. and so I didn't want to think about it too hard but since I picked this person I've thought about it a lot and I think it's probably the I can't think of anyone better so mm-hmm. I picked the dad from Parent Trap excellent choice Mr. Um, Dennis Quaid Dennis Quaid is how I know him these days, but I actually can't remember his name in the actual film. Oh, I can't um, remember. Holly's the mom, Yeah, the mum was... I can't remember what his character name was, but the point is, I think he'd be the ultimate person, aside from you, to lock okay. down with because he has a beautiful house. Yeah, in California. Um, yeah, with a vineyard. We'll just brush over the fact that it's in California because they're not doing so well right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It has a vineyard so mm-hmm. much space it has horses it has yeah. a swimming pool um he has a hobby 
which he can still take part in during lockdown he has his wine cellar so he actually has something to occupy himself so he probably wouldn't be that annoying during lockdown he has that woman who works in the house who's Jesse I can't remember Jesse I was gonna call her Sammy but it's not Jesse and also like she's there to chat to as well yeah um so So you'd be more moving into this moving into his house okay but also as we realized the last time we watched parent trap claire which was obviously a very emotional day it was our last yeah. day together was... in lockdown um i have fond memories i think i mean i realized when i was watching it, i was like he is so fit he is a stunning man and he is 44 years old in that film yeah and so i just feel like also that vibe of like older attractive man also a great option to lock down with also a great dad because, you know, you think single dad with a daughter, there'd, become, there'd be some complications, but really they have a lovely relationship. Yeah, they do. They do. He's an all-round standout guy. And, you know, I actually do think he's perfect for you because, you know, he's got the cowboy hat on. You know, oh, he's and very... I love cowboys. Yeah, exactly. And Dennis Quaid actually is from Texas. It's just all so perfect. And he plays country music. He was recently oh. on Kelly Clarkson, and but he, he does look like he's aged. Up. He looks like he's eight now, so we need to take it back to 1998. Well, I, I'm talking about the dad and parent trap, not actually Dennis Quaid, I guess. Yeah, so okay, because also apparently De- Dennis Quaid, um, quote, said that Donald Trump was handling COVID well. So I think maybe not. not to look into his political opinions. Never good when you're mm-hmm. looking into America. Um, what, so what would you do with Mr Quaid? Would you just drink wine? Well, I guess horses? it would be, I imagine it a bit like I mean, there's so many scenes in that film that I imagine it a bit like. But you remember that bit when Jesse finds out that Hallie is actually Annie and she's mm-hmm. like super crying emotional about it. Yeah. And he comes in and she can't let him know that she know she can't let them know that she knows. And she's yeah. like, What do you want? Do you want omelet? Do you want eggs? Do you want pancakes? I'm just gonna cook you everything we have. And I just <laughs> think that that would be what lockdown would be like. It would just be like they've cooked everything they have there's yeah. wine and it's just one big meal and then also swimming in the pool yeah the pool is a massive asset to lockdown yeah and um, what would you do if meredith turned up um i would because everyone's getting back with their exes so she might mm-hmm. just reappear mm-hmm. during lockdown do you know that's i mean that's the only bad part, part of his character um his name ends in a y it's coming to me it's coming to me i would mm-hmm. just do exactly what the little bratty kids did be like lizard oh, meredith do you want to hear the 411 or whatever it is that she says? <laughs> just start with that and go with it. But Meredith, you know, Meredith wouldn't be there. Okay, so she's gone. She's out of the picture. That's good. Yeah, yeah. It's do, my you have, do you have a favourite scene featuring uh, Dennis, the dad, in Parent Trap? <laughs> I like when he picks her up at the airport. I think that's that a is... old scene. And they're in the car and she keeps calling him dad. Yeah. That is a good thing. Or the one where Meredith rings the bell and he's like, that's embarrassing, but also I do want that drink. Or Oh, with Jesse, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all good. It's just yeah, see, I I quite like when he falls into the sewing pill when he sees Oh, that's such a good Elizabeth. Bit. Is the mum called head. Elizabeth? It's, I think the mum's called Elizabeth. And his I just remember Meredith saying, like, Nikki, his name is Nikki. Ah, Nick, uh, yeah. Nick. Yeah. yeah. Phew, we finally got there. Yeah. Nick, yeah. Elizabeth Nick, that sounds right. That sounds right to me. I also quite like the butler in that film, but I don't know if I'd isolate with the butler. They're all good characters, except for Meredith's yeah. bitch. Yeah, exactly. Very wholesome family, great mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Would recommend to anyone. Most people should have seen it. 
That's good. We'll take we'll take Dennis Quaid. I think you know he's aesthetically pleasing back in the day. At the minute, he looks like burnt leather. So that's that decided. You've got him to isolate with. Now, Swisher, what I didn't say at the very start, which I should have said, is that this is the Christmas episode. Oh yeah! Happy Happy Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. We did talk about Christmas. Yeah, it is Christmas Eve Eve. So we need to get this recording out ASAP. That's going to take a lot on me, but we'll be able to do it. I'll work day and night like the elves um, in Lapland. It'll the be a Christmas Pole. miracle. Yeah. Well, so obviously it's nearly the most wonderful time of the year. Usually we would be engaging in catch-ups and small talk at the Lansdowne, but unfortunately we will not this year. So which film makes you feel the most Christmassy for the possibly worst Christmas ever? So my ultimate Christmas movie, I'm actually going to watch it tonight because it's Christmas Ooh. Eve Eve, which is ultimate Christmas movie time watching. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a Burke family favourite. And by Burke family, actually, I just mean it's me and my sister's favourite Christmas film. Okay. No one's ever seen it. So absolute respect to anyone that has um, instant friends. I would also like to point out that this film was recently uh, shouted out by Kourtney Kardashian which probably says something about its high quality yeah um, she's a woman of taste as am i it's the family stone so this is the most random left field obscure film that anyone could pick for this question well i think it's not because it is in fact a christmas film i have never heard of it i had to no watch the trailer the trailer didn't even inspire me enough to watch the whole film that actually shocks me. And I'd just like to say every year, the New York Times or the New York Magazine or whatever it is, it's affiliated with the New York Times. There's an article every single year that they do just being like, why does no one watch The Family Stone? It has everything. It has Sarah Jessica Parker. It has Diane Keaton. It has Rachel McAdams and a bunch of other famous people. Claire, Claire, what's her face? Sorry, I can't remember her second name. Claire Danes, Claire Danes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Owen Wilson's brother, Ben, and other famous people. So I just think there's a lot of other great Christmas films. I will let you discuss this because it is a bit left field. Maybe people won't have seen it. Maybe people want a new one. And it was a box office success, success apparently. But can you give us a wee bit of the plot? Because I don't know if anyone's going to have seen this film. Okay, so short synopsis. It's about a family that live in a beautiful house in New England. Also, there's a massive part of the films that are they, they live in a beautiful house in New England. And... Shall I just say that over and over again? Voice <laughs> <laughs> in New England, that's it, that's the movie. No, there's two parents there, five grown-up children, and the oldest son is bringing his girlfriend home for the holidays. His Ish, girlfriend Sarah is Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker. Yeah. And they're this, like, kooky, really wholesome, make-you-want-to-be-American family. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing her home, and they hate her. She is yeah. uptight. She's just uptight. That's the only word to describe her. And they don't like her. And Rachel McAdams is the youngest sister. In particular, she is mean to her. And basically, this like whole thing doesn't go that well. And there's a couple little side stories at the same time where the mom is obviously, well, I don't want to ruin anything, but some sad things are happening. He's mm-hmm. bringing his girlfriend back. The mom's like, you're not in love with her. And he wants to propose oh. to her. And it's all about he wants to propose to her with the family, Stone. And their second name is Stone. Ah. Um, and chaos ensues while she's staying there and there's bits that are so funny and other bits that are so sad and it's just so good and I'm watching it tonight do they get engaged in the end spoiler alert he marries her sister (gasps) oh 
And she marries the other brother. That is so freaky weird. That shouldn't be allowed. But anyway, it's Hollywood, so it's fine. When did you first watch this film? Uh, I first watched it, uh, what age am I now? I must have watched it about 10 years ago. Um, okay, and do you love and it because... I mean, my sister you... watch it every year. I was going to say, do you love it because it's a great film or do you love it because of it reminds you of your sister? Um, I think it's both of those things, but also it's because... I don't want to be American, Claire, but there are certain films that make me want to be American, and I always say this, and it is just one of those. They just have a beautiful house in New England. Mm. They're just like a really wholesome, quirky family, and they live in this little town where everyone knows everyone, and it's just so enjoyable to watch. Snowy. Okay. Yeah, we don't get snow here for Christmas. Do you have snow in Denmark? No. No. Um, just like not very Christmassy anyway. No. Would you say that the Stone family are the best kind of film family? that's what makes it good i'm trying to think of a family that they would remind me of did you ever watch brothers and sisters no is that a tv show it's a tv show yeah this is a film kind of like yeah sorry i'll take it back um (laughs) i've never seen it either (laughs) no i have they're exactly like that family Uh, okay and how is it christmasy is it just because it's set during the christmas period i mean there's no santa or anything no there's no santa there's no like people on their own in houses there's no but it's just like all the kids are coming home for Christmas they have these big meals the house is very Christmassy because it's like a beautiful house in New England yeah uh, New England it's a new oh (laughs) good good to know it's really beautiful I'll send you a link about the house uh read an article about it recently can I also just say when I say Kourtney Kardashian um shouted this film out recently she instagrammed herself watching it on like november 2nd which i was actually kind of offended at um, i would say that's too early it was too early it was it was too early Mm -hmm. strikingly too early but you know what else is there to do except for try and be married during this difficult time so how does this film come above such films as the grinch elf miracle on 34th street which is my favorite christmas film and love actually to me those are like the top top the, the high tier, god tier of Christmas films. Top tier. So to, to just explain a few things, for me, there are very few modern Christmas classics. I actually don't know when this was released and there's a good chance it was released after some of, I mean, it's not, it is a modern Christmas classic. Maybe it's like 2005, perhaps. It is exactly know. 2005. I'm so Love good that. at guessing when films yeah. come out. So I would say now in the day of 2020, that is, that's nostalgic and so in terms of elf which i believe was maybe more like 2009 seven i don't know i feel like elf is too modern for me to be able to class it as like my favorite christmas film really yeah for me the christmas films they had they had there has to be like some element of nostalgia to them and this one really has it it has like the style that i like it's like watching gilmore girls that's the thing you're all about the american dream and these are all, yeah, not very... Miracle on 34th Street, there's quite a lot of, like, American Christmas. Yeah, I just haven't seen it in a long time, to be fair. Um, I was tempted to pick Home Alone for my favourite film, but I just thought that's very basic for a film podcast. Also, I have to be honest, I haven't seen Home Alone, which is blasphemy. I should really watch it, Macaulay Culkin, at his finest, but I just never got around to it. There's always other Christmas films that are on my agenda. I once went to see with Helen we had a lovely Christmas outing once to see Home Alone at Carrick Fergus Omniplex um, Ooh, love and a good shout out to local cinema 
yeah, our local businesses, support them. It was so great because we were the only people of our age there. I thought it would just be filled with loads of people that were like, haha, let's go and see Home Alone because we're like yeah. 29 and it'll be funny. And um, actually it was just loads of parents that had brought their kids and their kids were watching it for the first time. And it was so funny because all the kids were laughing so much during Aww. it. Like they could not stop laughing. And so we were laughing and they were laughing. But they were laughing for the first together. time. Yeah, yeah. They were just laughing because they were like, this movie is sick. Yeah. Um, and I was like, so glad that it's it's still appealing to its target audience, even what, like 20 years later? Yeah, it's a timeless, from what I've heard. If you'd, if you'd said it alone was your favourite, I probably would have you know, finally got the guts and watched it. But Family Stone did not appeal to me enough to watch it. I, I think, I think I really urge you to watch it. I really urge you. Maybe in 2021. really good lines in it. Well, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker's in it. I wouldn't rate her as an actress. TV, Sex and City, brilliant. But as a movie actress, not for me. Different skills, are they? She just kind of plays the same character in every film. So I don't really rate her, but... I will take your avant-garde random answer as Bible for this yeah, Christmas just episode. Trust me. Just trust me. Great. Well, Source, we've known each other for nearly 13 whole years, which is a long time. We also got heavily into Disney Plus and had a have a real appreciation for cheesy childhood classics. What film stands out the most for you in your childhood? Okay, so I actually find this a really hard question because, like, it's as if I can't remember my childhood at all when asked it. Yeah, you know, when no. someone says, what do you want for Christmas? And you know that there's loads of stuff that you want, but you just can't remember any of the stuff. My memory has turned to nothingness, so I mm-hmm. don't, do not blame you. So you were like, what's your favourite childhood film? And I just thought, did I see any films as a child? And I actually slightly regret my um, answer. Um well, you know, it's Christmas, so you, you don't have to stick with it. You can. I am actually, basically, I think I thought of this one and then I thought it's people are just going to think that I am just reeling off cult classic films. Um, but I'm just going to change it to 10 things I hate about you. Oh, okay. Good, because I watched yeah. it recently and I didn't even know you were going to pick it. Oh, it's just that is nice, isn't it? Serendipity. But why does it stand out from your childhood? So I remember I used to sometimes see that it was going to be on, like, you know, when you're flicking through channels yeah, and you would see what's on. And I remember seeing it and just being like, sign shit. Or, sorry, sign's bad. You can't swear. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We're all adults like, here. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like Graham Norton um, when they all find out they're allowed to swear. Oh. <laughs> I just thought, doesn't look good. Not going to watch it. Don't, didn't know anything about it. And then mm-hmm. it was the night that my sister was she was moving to university the next day and so like the house was all like packing and blah 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 we were getting on the ferry really early in the morning and everyone was up really late and I was just up because everyone was up but I probably shouldn't have been up because I wasn't I don't know I can't remember what age I was and I just went into the tv room and we had it recorded on our like recorder box thing and I just thought well I'll give this a go it's the only thing that we've got recorded and it was so amazing. I had no idea what was what it was about, what was going to hit me. Yeah. I did not know what I was about to watch. And I just watched it. And then I just watched it again. I just watched it twice in a row. Did you? That yeah. is a great I just film. got to the end and was like, I am not finished with this. I will just rewatch it. 
For anyone that hasn't seen 10 Things About You, a kind of short mm-hmm. summary plot is it's a high school film. Main star is a girl called Kat, who her actress name escapes me, but she kind Julia of... Julia Stiles, she's in Save the Last Dance. Is she? She's also in Silver Linings Playbook, but she's kind of taken a step down from the main roles. She's not really leading lady. She didn't want to be an A-lister. Yeah, she just wanted to be like a every woman just acting her side job. Yeah. But yeah, and she, she her character is um how would you describe her? She's very opinionated and thinks that she's kind unapproachable. Of like, yeah, and she's like, you know, not like the other kids in school and all this. And she has a younger sister who is like probably more popular than her in the classic sense. And Heath Ledger is pursuing her. And my memory goes blank as to why he's pursuing her, but it's kind of for the, another boy in the school. Yeah, the she, mean guy Joey at school wants to sleep with Bianca, her sister. Yeah. And Bianca's only allowed to go to the prom if Kat goes to the prom. And Kat is completely against and the whole idea. Kat and hates prom and hates people and hates boys. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's bitter. That's how I would describe her character. She's bitter. bitter so okay. then mean guy Joey pays Heath Ledger. Who's kind of like the bad boy, rogue one of the high school. Yeah, yeah, mysterious, um, which is just so stupid because he's so good looking. He would never be friendless and mysterious. And also it's, it's a great film because it's educational as well. It's Shakespeare. So, is it Shakespeare? I think if there's anything that everyone knows about 10 Things I Hate About You, it's that it's a modern retelling of Taming of the Shrew, Claire. Um, Sorry, I am not familiar with all Shakespeare's work. If it's not Romeo and Juliet, then I'm not sure. Yeah, but loads of people have only seen it because they had to watch it in like English or something or because their library had the DVD because it's Shakespeare. What's the tale of Shakespeare? What's what's it called again, the title of the Shakespeare play? I'm pretty sure it's Taming of the Shrew, right? Okay, I've never heard of it. And that's why there's a line halfway through where, like, um, Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend is like, she's the shrew. Ah, gotcha. Do you have that whole motorbike scene? I was going to say, do you have a favourite scene from it? It It's a lot of iconic scenes. There's so many iconic scenes. Three off the top of my head here. Three, (laughs) just just three. (laughs) And I've actually cut a few out in this process. Um, Heath Ledger playing with the Bunsen burner. Possibly the most iconic and understated scene of the film. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got the actual 10 things I hate about you speech. Yeah. It's very emotional. Um, Having watched Julia Stiles just the other day in Save the Last Dance, um, she is not a good actress. We do not know why she did that speech so well. I think she's a good actress in 10 Things I Hate About You, but she obviously just went completely off the radar because she didn't really get cast for anything else after that. We were watching that film and she had like a little monologue at one point where she was supposed to be crying about the fact that her, spoiler alert, like mum had died and stuff in save the last dance and we were just like there wasn't even any tears like we were just like god that was terrible acting from her <laughs> but then when you think back to her and what I hate most is that I don't hate you not even a little bit not even close not even at all and it's just the most emotional thing yeah it's um, a very good script writing there apparently she ad-libbed the crying <gasps> whoa hi so then you're like oh whoa Julia Stiles is such a great actress Talented. It's just, I'm just so confused about it. Um, and then, of course, the other like major scene of the movie, the whole like football field. Yeah, that's that, the, the, my favorite well, actually, scene. My favorite scene, though, is when 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt's friend picks something up at a bar. No, Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt picks something up at a bar, just like a little thing out of a dish, and his friend slaps him on the hand to make him drop it and says, don't touch anything, you'll get hepatitis. Um, and that's actually my favourite scene, and I don't know why. I don't remember that bit. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't really stand out in my memory, but the football scene definitely does with the can't take my eyes off you and the band playing. That is, and like Heath Ledger just like jumping around and making a fool of himself yeah. to impress this girl. I think that's very I good. I think that that song has been stuck in my head since I watched it. Don't blame me. It's iconic. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. They really, yeah, they did a great job. That is a very good film. And I don't think I watched it when I was a child, though. I think I watched it when I was more like in my teens, like later teens. Um, but it's a good rom-com, like high school film. Yeah, and I think it was just the first film that I was like, I understood the difference between a bad film and a good film because I got to the end of it and I was like, that was so good. What were the details that like? I think this, you... like the whole, the way it was filmed and the whole setting was really good. The way it was quite. Like... I think it's better than just a normal typical high school film. I think there was more to it and just like interest. Because it was yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah, because yeah, of course, because Shakespeare wrote it. Was one of the kind of writers. the kind of filming of it and the setting of it actually reminded me a bit of Sex Education, the way it's okay. kind of like quite anonymous where it is. Great film, great choice. Is it Disney? I don't know. I don't think it is, but it is on I, Disney. I don't Plus. think it is. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, is it? Oh, I wish I still lived with you. I don't, I actually got rid of Disney Plus, but you know that's not for that's not for I here. Know. They're not giving me any um, promotional rights. They're not. How are you coping without Simpsons? Not good. I think we devoured at least 16 episodes a day when I was in London with you. Yeah, well, actually, Simpsons is on all day. Sky One, Christmas Eve. So that's what I'll be doing Christmas Day. Also, it'll be all (laughs) Christmas Simpsons episodes in here. My next podcast. My next podcast will be a Simpsons based podcast, but it will just be me rhyming off all my favorite episodes and characters. You can do one podcast episode for every episode of The Simpsons. That would take me we'll years. Never run out. We'll never run out. That is very true. I'll definitely keep it in mind. I'll keep it in mind. Mm-hmm. So, so we're already on to the final question, the big one. Almost, we're at, almost at the season finale. And I must ask you, what is your Pandora of the pandemic? And I hope you're going to impress me because you do have a lot of films in your head that I can think of. What is yours? Best film you've ever seen or best film you've seen during lockdown? Okay, so I would just like to preface my answer with there are other films that I thought of for this question that I was like, technically like that is like the best film I've ever seen in terms of like, wow, I'm blown away at how amazing that was mm-hmm. is not going to be my answer. My answer right. is going to be about the film that I just can't Can you tell me what the one that was going to, to be? one but we will not discuss it I just want to see you know it's a small film called Beasts of the Southern Wild I would recommend everyone to watch it it was amazing never heard of it no it's like no one's ever seen it Beasts of the Southern Wild everyone go away and watch it it's the most amazing performance by a child actor ever go and see Family Stone first and then go see yeah yeah watch just do a movie marathon of the two they go quite nicely together great Um, but what is your what is your actual answer for this question Okay, so my actual answer is, I mean, you you knew what I was going to say. You've lived with me. It's Notting Hill. I knew you were going to say this. I'm so glad because this is going to be a very good debate because I think it, that film is so flawed and terrible. I just, I just, I just, I can never, I'm never not in the mood to watch it. 
like we lived together for what a year and every yeah. time someone was like do you want to watch a film I was like yeah should we just watch Notting Hill I know but why do you think it's such a good film and some people hold it so close to their heart but personally I think it's one of the worst Richard Curtis films I've seen I just think you're so do you know I just don't understand how anyone can say it's not as good as Four Weddings it's so much better than Four Weddings you see I don't I actually don't love Four Weddings that much either like I don't like the romance in it I like the um supporting roles in Four Weddings I think their friendship group is like a very like good band of characters very like well written and formulated but for Notting Hill just everything for me falls flat there's no chemistry there's no spark Julia Roberts do we like her absolutely no yes so please tell me why you find it such a good film and can watch it over and over again because I did re-watch it to just make sure in my head that I didn't like it and I hate okay, it. Okay so Most it's got ever. the like it's got the familiarity of being set in the UK mm. right like something like Love Actually. They've got a great group of friends and it's just so endearing and it's so funny like I just think Hugh Grant's character I don't can't remember his name. Nor can I. um no it'll come to me I'm sure it's probably Nikki um yeah (laughs) but but his character just has the perfect sense of humor and I enjoy every joke he makes from like the opening scene in the travel bookshop I just is one of my favorite bits where he's just, just chatting to the other guy that works there and they just say funny things that aren't even meant to be major jokes that just like they have funny wee way of speaking and it's just so such a happy movie in the end and I don't even know why I love it so much I just think it I think it's funny and it makes me happy and it it just want to interact with people so I don't know I don't think what, what do you hear about it please explain I don't even know what you're gonna the reason I hate it is Julia Roberts is so up herself so cold so unlikable would you want to go for a pint with her not really for anyone that hasn't seen Notting Hill the basic premise is there's a bookshop owner with floppy hair who's Hugh Grant's character, who's just been divorced. And he meets this celebrity actress in his bookshop. And suddenly she just kisses him. And then they have this kind of on-off romance where she basically just always pies in. And she's not, she's just not someone that I'd want to go for a drink with. I just don't think she's that nice. She's quite mean She's also funny. Like that excellent scene where he has to interview her as if he's from Horse and Hound. That can be, yes. jokes. She has a very dry, sarcastic sense of humour, which I enjoy. And also when she ends up at their dinner party and they're all like, wow, it's Julia Roberts and she's so famous and she's so likable. And she fits right in and she has a great time. I don't even find her that likable. I think she's quite quiet and awkward in in those scenes. And she knows that she's famous and she like, you know, she She doesn't try to be like every other person. She is basking in their yeah. normality and warmth and she loves No, it. she's basking in her fame and she no, just she's... peasants. You're so wrong, Claire. So I thought that is she this why you be... would never let me watch it when yeah, I, I, watch I don't, it. I don't I don't like it. I famously don't like it. I wish I could because I love Richard Curtis, but like she's just like she could be this really strong like female protagonist, this woman that like, you know, kind of like says to the man, like, no, like I'm we can be together when I'm ready. And I, I, there's some other romantic comedies like 500 Days of Summer where you've got Zoe Deschanel that kind of plays that character. And it's 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 empowering. Or she's not empowering. She's just quite mean to this poor little bookshop owner. And she just takes him or leaves him. She also has a boyfriend, Alec Baldwin, and doesn't who's say anything. Shit. Yeah, who's rude and calls her fat. But <laughs> yeah. 
Hugh Grant is just like, and I do like his character in this. He's good. But yeah, she's just, she's not, she's not, there was just, and there's no real spark of romance between them. I just don't feel it. I just, it didn't, it hadn't sold me on their romance. I feel like you, what is wrong with this film for you is that you never let yourself watch it with me. And I will get actually, a lot of joy from watching yeah, you watch it. Actually, it's one of those films that people hate watching with me. I tried to watch it with someone once and they made me turn it off because I started laughing before the movie started. Why? Because it's a funny scene. Do you thing. not do you not find yeah, her? Like, right, we're watching something else. Do you not that. find her character problematic? Why? No. She's just I like she's her. she's terrible. And she's just an actress that like and she knows her fame and she doesn't really want to be like everyone else. She's quite happy I to be in you have a film podcast, you have such bad taste in films. That is so rude. <laughs> <laughs> You're so wrong about this film. I also don't know why it's set in Notting Hill. Obviously, Richard Curtis lived in Notting Hill, but I just don't think it needed to be put on the map. And actually, Notting Hill, bit dead. But what like, would you I, call, what, I mean, take away Notting Hill from it, take away from the fact that it's in London, and there's like actually quite a lot of important Londonness in it. There's I do like, like I do I do still get the market and the Savoy and the little gardens in the middle of the square and there's the Ritz which kind of just reminds me of the work Ritz. but it's I do get overexcited about films that are set in London still I'm like oh that's near my work or, yeah that actually restaurant. like I'm not a massive Love Actually fan but one time <gasps> I was watching Love Actually you know, so like I actually really like it, but I, I I've watched it for the first time way too late in my life. Like I watched it for the first time when I was maybe like seventeen, maybe older than oh, that. Actually, I think it was at university, okay. so it's really new to me. Um, so so it's not like ingrained in me as like yeah. part of Christmas. But one time I was watching it, I think it was the first time, and there was a scene with Jude Law standing in front of a wall. I think it was Jude Law. I always imagine it's Jude Law. He's not in it. Is he not in it? Colin Firth. No, Jude Law is in it. I am an expert in love, actually. Jude wait, Law wait. does not appear in any scene. Oh, fuck, yeah, no, it's the other guy, the guy that I think is Jude Law, the one that's in love with Keira Knightley. Don't know what his name is because he never became that famous, but yes. Yeah, but you can about. imagine why I thought that was Jude Law. Jude Law, much more attractive than this man. Keira Knightley would definitely have left <laughs> yeah. her husband for Jude Law. The issue is, I watched another Christmas classic the other day, The Holiday, and I've just got Jude Law on my mind. What's your thoughts on The Holiday while on topics? I rewatched it the other day. Um, everyone I've spoken to hates the holiday, but I love the holiday. I just find it Christmassy. So mostly everyone else is right. It is a terrible film. Jude Law and Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet are in it. And would Jude Law has secret children that he doesn't tell anyone about? And he just goes out and gets pissed and tries to sleep with other women? I'd have just... Also, Jack Black is heartthrob. Not accurate. Not a thing, not a thing, <laughs> But what I was, I know, Kate Winslet really drew the short straw there. Um, but what I was going to say about Love Actually is that, and London films, is that there's this scene where this guy, we'll call him Jude Law, was standing in front of a wall. So the only thing in the background is this wall with a single small window on it. And I was just like, I know that window. And it is an obscure window on an obscure building in London. And I just happened to have spent a lot of time in that building. And I... And then I was like watching this scene with like fresh eyes and he's running around. It's like the Oxo, near the Oxo Tower. And it's like this building right. called Bar Choice. And this window, I just remember because I took a picture through that window. Wow. And I was just like watching films that are set in a place that you know is just the best. Yeah, it is. It's, like, it never I gets old. That. 
I know yeah. that. Currently, me and Sal's been watching Made in Chelsea and we see our buses. We're like, oh, the number 19. The 55. The 55, never forget. Oh. <laughs> not I still see the 55 and I will, always, I will always think of you. If but yeah, it does not. Not in Made in Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, it will definitely never make it to Chelsea. But so some of the things I do like about Notting Hill, because I didn't know, because I did pros and cons. The cons were very heavy on the fact I just hate the whole romance and I don't think it's funny. But there are two things I do like about the film. Firstly, the Welsh flatmate. Spike. Spike is the highlight of that film. I would much rather have watched a film about Spike and Hugh Grant's sister and their romance than Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Had Spike had one less line in that film, I don't think it would have been a box office success. I agree. I just think he really, if they're at the Oscars, he should have been leading man and Hugh Grant's supporting role because... He just, his lines blew me away. I actually thought he was Scottish to start with, but even if he's Welsh, that's fine. I mean, when yeah, he's walking around. Yeah, until the part of the film when Hugh Grant actually says he's Welsh. Yeah, yeah. realise he's Welsh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought he was, you know, if he was Scottish, that might have been made more of a success, but we'll leave it. Favourite scene for me, and the only romantic bit, is when he rushes to the press conference to see her, and he's pretending to be a journalist again. And they go through all the different journalists and someone asks her how long she will be, once she realises that he loves her and wants to be with her. And he says, how long will we be staying in London for? And she says, indefinitely. That's a good scene. And everyone claps and smiles and then a random person kisses his friend. Yeah. It's That's part of it as well. It's also good. Spike's best line is when he's eating something and he keeps saying like, there's something wrong with this yogurt. <laughs> and then and then just like at the end of the scene, Hugh Grant's like, that's not yogurt, it's mayonnaise. <laughs> that is pretty good. I'll give Best you that. Line Spike, of Spike should have his own um spin-off film. Yeah, a sequel. Yeah. That's a sequel. what they call it. Donning Hill 2. <laughs> <laughs> a spin-off film. I don't know. I'm I'm in the TV mindset now. Do you have a favorite scene? You probably love all the scenes, but if you had oh, I love one them scene. all. I love them all. But I do just love all the scenes. I really love all the scenes at the start when he's just working in the bookshop and she comes in and also that guy that comes in yeah I just love that when she comes into the bookshop and she wants to buy that that book about turkey and then he's like oh I don't get that book it's like really bad and has stupid stories about like a lost kebab in it and stuff and then she decides to buy that one and then he's like makes a joke about the story about the lost kebab this is a terrible retelling of this scene but (laughs) I just like that one where they first meet and he just doesn't really know what to say and he makes loads of stupid little jokes that I find really funny I find him quite endearing as a character and he's quite awkward and nervous around her where she just like does not care about his existence but then suddenly I would marry him oh yeah 100% I I would I would date to marry him what do you think what do you think of him now as a everyone right in present day kind of doesn't rate him did you see him recently well, he had that like bad patch where was it he picked up a hooker or something mm, was that yeah. what it was he did was something like, but he's, he's, back and... in it. he's back in it back in the game with this whole undoing thing yeah he's back on scene with Nicole Kidman mm. and he wasn't Graham Norton and he was being a bit of a dick for lack of a better word He's just one of those people that I don't follow now. I don't know what they say, much like Dennis Quaid. Just don't listen to what they say and enjoy. It's nice to get them in time capsule their... back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like live through their characters. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. them as actual people, just as like, fictional characters. That's yeah. good. I much prefer Hugh Grant, the fictional character, than I do the actual man. But that 
I knew you were going to pick the Badger Palm Door, so I was prepared. I was prepared with my baits. I was prepared with my points. I still don't like it. If you love it, that's fine. Maybe I should watch it with you, and then that'll bring yeah, you Yeah, you're gonna have to watch it with me Claire I can't believe the reason that we never got to watch it in London was because you didn't like it yeah that's why I always vetoed it I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to break your heart but you know Christmas is a time to tell the truth is it it can be not so now I'm telling you I don't like it but I will watch it for you but I will not rewatch it again on my own do you know what film I was rethinking about though recently that you made me watch that I wish I could say that I hated but I was just thinking that it was such a good film that big sick one <gasps> Sorsha you've made my day because so many other people watch it so many people purposely say that they hate it because they know how much I love it and I kind of just done oh. that with Notting Hill but that is a really good film thank you for well for it's Christmas that. and it's the time for making people happy not making them sad yeah. And I really enjoyed that film. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, that is a great... It's not really a Christmas film, but, you know, if you're looking for a good film, big sick, big mm-hmm. up. Camille Nagiani and his wife, Emily, who wrote it. Well, so shit, that's great. You've picked some great films. Family Stone, not a great film because no one's ever watched it, but it might be a good new film for people to watch over Christmas. Dennis um, would be an excellent person to isolate with. 10 Things I Hate About You, good. Wasn't expecting it. Glad I watched it recently. Very good film high up there in the high school rom-coms and Notting Hill terrible film but you love it so that's fine and I think it is a dividing film I think some people love it some people hate it it's more might of, of rom-coms I just disagree with everything you said about Notting Hill but <laughs> that's okay we're still friends our friendship is stronger than that it's um, all about yeah we shouldn't always agree with each other there should be a little bit of debate or else it would be boring yes do you have any closing statements for the Christmas episode can you say well, Merry Christmas in Danish maybe uh, I think it's something like good Yule, but that's not how you say it. <laughs> the woman. Okay. So like I get a wee bit stressed out that people speak Danish because I really don't have any idea what they're saying. Even if it's a phrase, I do know. I just don't understand the pronunciation of it. And Great. today, the woman at the till took me a minute to realise she said happy Christmas. And I just assumed she said, do you want a receipt? And I was like, nope. Oh, no. <laughs> and then walked off. And as I was walking off, I was like, she said Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to all the Notting Hill fans out there from me and Richard Burke. Merry Christmas to everyone except people that don't like Donna Hill. Cheers. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'd like to thank Rory for the backup vocals there. That was our rendition of We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Even though we will never agree on such an important issue as Notting Hill, I miss that little Scandi witch to pieces. I would like to apologise for the inadequacy of that choice of Christmas film, but I do not like to influence my guests on their answers. I'd also like to note that Elf does predate this family stone nonsense as it was released in 2003, so therefore would have fit into Sorcia's nostalgic Christmas classic perfectly. But please, I beg of you, do not troll her. Well, y'all, Feliz Navidad, as they say in Denmark. I hope you watch plenty of films over the Christmas break, and I'll be back next week with the series finale, where myself and an extra special secret guest will take a look back at this year in film. I've been Claire, this has been Films for the Many, and all I want for Christmas is no more lockdown restrictions. (laughs) 